wisdom went weren't better players but simply possessed superior powers of concentration, the Americans grew stoic and emotionally frozen. In this sense, Basevich was a pure throwback. Above the crack of the balls on the surrounding tables and the echoes of clinking beer bottles, Basevich directed an ongoing monologue to the folks on the rail, to his cue, to himself. After one particularly dazzling piece of shot-making, a smile stole across his face as he said, to no one and everyone, didn't think a big guy like me could pull that off, did you? It's always big with Basevich, never fat. Derby City had already crowned champions in bank pool and one pocket, and now the tournament culminated with the nine-ball championship. A form of rotation pool, nine-ball requires players to rack only the first nine balls in a diamond formation. A player wins by pocketing the yolk-colored nine-ball, but on every shot he must hit the lowest ball on the table first. Usually the player devises a pattern of shots through the rack, or what remains of it, that has him pocketing the one, the two, the three, and so on until he's taken aim at the nine-ball to win the game. At Derby City, the first player to win the race to seven games wins the set and advances to the next round. In the movies, pool is played at warp speed. The balls invariably collide violently on impact. The pace is rapid fire. The players attempt high-risk, high-reward shots. It's all pyrotechnics. Real pool, at least at the highest level, is much more clicking than clacking. It's a sport of ellipses, not exclamation points. The balls don't often rocket into the pocket. They tend to enter casually, as if they're slipping out and quietly leaving the party landing with a gentle catonk. In professional pool, you can go for hours without seeing a holy shit, you gotta be kidding me shot. It's all about positioning and control. Because of the way they expertly maneuver the cue ball, Parika and Basevich went entire games without having to hit a single shot that would give a decent recreational player trouble. Of course, it's where the cue ball ends up after hitting the object ball that makes it all possible. That's where the genius resides. It's position play that separates the pros from the ball bangers. There's something both absurdly simple and impossibly complex about the way Basevich plays. His backswing, not unlike his body, is short and compact. His break is more about control than force. Little about his style could be described as exciting. But there is an undeniable artistry and dignity, a majesty, you could even call it, to his game. He has that highly developed pool cortex that enables him to think four or five shots ahead. Often he sees the whole rack unfolding right after the break. He is steady and balanced and supremely confident. With the equilibrium of a Zen archer, he plays as though the mere prospect of misfiring hasn't crossed his mind. Then, just when his game takes on a mesmeric quality, he plays a dazzling shot that defies the conventional laws of physics. Tied with Parika at six games apiece, Basevich sized up a three-rail kick shot on the sixth ball. After determining that it was merely geometrically improbable, not impossible, he took aim. He inhaled, exhaled, and pulled off the shot. The railbirds clapped and whistled. Parika shook his head in a sort of gracious resignation, a rare show of emotion. Impervious to any pressure, Basevich ran out the remaining balls to take the set.
Basevich 7, Parika 6. After shaking his opponent's hand, Basevich playfully pumped his pudgy fist for an imaginary television camera. Then he kissed his girl. There was a time, not long ago, when this kind of performance at the table would have earned Basevich $5,000 or $10,000 or, if everything really broke right, twenty-five large. He would have celebrated with a trip to the local diner or watering hole, lavishing on himself three or four cheeseburgers, washing them down with a tankard's worth of Coors Light. Maybe later that night, for good measure, he'd have fired up a joint or sprinkled his cash at a strip club. As the old pool joke goes, he would spend his money on booze and women and gambling, and he'd simply fritter away the rest of it. But that was when he was a road hustler crisscrossing the lower 48 on unending ribbons of asphalt, slinking from town to town, busting the lower...